Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Port here on 970 WDAY. Good afternoon, Natil. How the hell are you? Not too bad. It's kind of gloomy out here today, but it's a little bit a little bit warmer than it was yesterday, and it's not currently raining. <laughs> That's nice. I will, I will take that. I have been, um, I spent my evening, I have been, and I actually got in trouble with my wife because I, I forgot that I had told her that we were going to watch this together, and then I went, and it, it came available on Netflix, so oh, I just no. started binging you, it without her. You violated show fidelity in a relationship? I did. Oh, and that's serious. In business. my defense, I forgot that I had made that commitment to her. There was a, like a, <laughs> we we had seen a preview like on YouTube or on television or something like that, and I I, I guess uh, I had said, "Oh boy, that looks really good," and then she said, "Oh, we should watch it together," and I just completely forgot that part. Anyway, uh, it's uh, the Keepers on Netflix. Have you seen any of that at all? No, I haven't. Did you watch Making a Murderer? Yes. Okay, a lot like that. Um, obviously very different case, very different subject matter, but that sort of true crime. Sort of like a, a extended documentary type thing? Yes. Yes. Very, very good. Very, I mean, the subject matter is, is harrowing. I, it makes it, it makes it hard for me to be like, oh, this is great. This is a lot of fun to watch because it's, the subject matter is disgusting. I mean, it's, it's just, but. Yeah, but at the same time, I really love watching. It's, it's. It's it's good like journalism, right? I mean, it's just it's just good. It's taking a big old spotlight and shining it on something ugly and exposing it to the light. And, and I guess that's what's good, right? Yeah. The subject matter's not good. The subject matter's awful. It it sickens me that it happened, but it's pretty wonderful that this story is getting told that it's getting out there after all these years. So I don't know if you ever tune into that. It's been that's what I've been binging on Netflix lately, and I had to call a halt to it because now I got to wait for my wife to catch up with me. Well, I hope she um, just drags her feet to bother you about oh, it. Oh, don't, don't <laughs> be that way, Natil. You're supposed to be on my side. Now you violated show fidelity. I can't be on your side anymore. Inadvertently violated show fidelity. Inadvertently. I feel like that's an important thing. That I didn't do this on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still don't know that I can be on your side on this one. No. I don't know where the middle ground is on this one for us, Rob. I talked to Mike about finding a new producer. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> All right. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. You want to join the program? All right. Let's, let's talk about Donald Trump for a moment because, you know, there's all sorts of stuff happening. And, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody needs me to relitigate that stuff here for them. But as, as, a, as a practical political matter, there are a lot of people sort of carrying on about Donald Trump that, you know, this is the end for Republicans and this is going to be horrible and, and Democrats are, are going to come surging back or whatever. Uh, and, and maybe that's maybe that's true. Um, that could very well be true. We'll see. Um, I am finding in the Trump era that conventional wisdom is completely out the window. Prognosticating this stuff is all but impossible. I don't know. We are through the we are through the flipping looking glass here. So I'm I'm not gonna make predictions. But I think it is very, very interesting here in North Dakota because every day, you know, my Twitter feed and my Facebook feeds and my email and everything is filled up with leftists who are just railing on Trump and oh, you know, they're they're very excited, very fired up that everything's gonna you know, everything's gonna go their way because Trump 
is causing a lot of problems. What's very interesting is that Senator, how Senator Heidi Heitkamp is handling this, though, right? Because whatever you may think of her policies and her politics, and I think they stink, but setting that aside, she is a very astute, very skilled politician, right? I, I, th- I think that goes beyond question. She knows what she's doing. And she typically understands and knows how to communicate the sort of things that North Dakota voters want to hear. Um, and so it's it's interesting to me that yesterday, Senator Heitkamp, sitting in a room beside the Chamber of Commerce, which I think is, is fairly probably characterized as a right-of-center organization, sitting in the room of the cha- Chamber of Commerce gets a question about um, Democratic opposition to regulatory reform, right? Because she's she's co-sponsoring a bill with Senator Rob Portman out of Ohio, uh, whose who's tweets I receive a lot on Twitter. You know that? I get a lot of Senator Portman's tweets. I'm not Senator Portman from Ohio. I'm Rob Port from North Dakota. Anyway, um, so Senator Heitkamp is, is doing this. She gets a question about other Democrats, and, and she sort of attributes it to the resistance movement. And, and then she, right, because that's what, that's what the, the progressives who are opposing Donald Trump are calling themselves, the resistance. That's their hashtag. Hashtag the resistance. Uh, and she she kind of slammed him. Heitkamp kind of slammed him. Here's what she said. Uh, she said, the thing is that there are two things that are happening that are really challenging us. One is the resist movement, which is nothing. Just resist, right? Don't do anything. Just resist. I think that's a waste of my time if all I'm there for is to resist. Uh, that's not persuasive. Now, I think that's, that's I've got the video up at sayanythingblog.com, and you can take that on. And that's, that is smart politics from Heidi Heitkamp, right? Because Trump won over 60% of the vote here in North Dakota. And so Heitkamp knows that she can't follow the rest of her political party down a rabbit hole of deranged Trump hatred. She can't do that and hope to win re-election in 2018. She's smarter than that. And so what she is going to do is she is going to distance herself from the progressive base of her party because she doesn't need those people to win elections. The people she needs to win elections are all the moderates and centrists and conservative Democrats who have switched over to the North Dakota Republican Party over the last several years. That's why Heidi Heitkamp is an astute politician. That's why Heidi Heitkamp is the only Democrat who's won a statewide election in this in North Dakota since 2010 or since uh, 2008 she gets it and so it's funny because we watch all these local progressives all these local democrats or whatever north dakota railing about trump trump's evil trump's hitler trump's a nazi he's a white supremacist he's a xenophobe he's a misogynist he's a bigot heidi heitkamp knows better i think she sees something politically that the rest of her party doesn't. Love to hear what you think. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. I, I want to hear what you think. This, this, what do you make of Senator Heidi Heitkamp distancing herself from the resistance movement? We'll be right back after this. This is the Rob Report on 970 WDAY. Don't go away.
Welcome back, Rob. Report here on 970 WDAY, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329, email talk at WDAY.com. Let's see, uh, Jessica just emails, did you just pay Heidi a compliment? I, I, I guess maybe that sounds surprising. You know, it's funny because I, I wrote about this earlier today. I wrote about the video with uh, Senator Heitkamp. Um distancing herself from the resistance and you know a lot of people out there oh you're just you just hate Heidi you just write everything terrible about Heidi Heitkamp and the truth is I think it's a smart political move for her and my question is for 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 all the North Dakota liberals for all the, the, the 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 progressives in the region who don't have anything to talk about these days but Donald Trump this and Donald Trump that and Donald Trump's the worst person in the world I think maybe you need to slow down and ask yourself what Heidi Heitkamp the most successful North Dakota Democrat in a long time. The only Democrat who has been able to win a, an election on the statewide ballot since 2008. Right? I mean, that's, 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 that's going on a decade now. That's a long time to have just one person winning one election on the statewide ballot for Democrats. What is she seeing that you're not? I mean, listen, I don't, I, I don't like Heidi Heitkamp's policies. I think she's a hypocrite in a lot of ways. I think she is thin-skinned. I, she refuses to come on this radio program. She refuses my interview request. She refuses uh, to uh, engage with me at all. She likes to pretend like I don't exist. I think that is a very poor way to be if you're a public servant. She's, she's really the, the only public figure in North Dakota I've ever I've, I've not been able to, to book for an interview or get a comment from or whatever. You know, so I, I'm i not a Heidi Heitkamp fan. I'm not sitting here, but I can recognize competence when I see it. She's a competent campaigner, more than a competent campaigner. She's a very gifted campaigner. She's a very skilled politician. She is very astute. There are, there are probably very few people in North Dakota politics, who understand the electorate in our state better than she does. And where does she choose to plant her flag? Not with the resistance. Not with where most of her political party is. And and by the way, just to add some background to this, remember that Heidi Heitkamp's been under fire from her own party for some time now. During the 2016 election cycle, there was a group of, of progressives who passed a resolution, a, a group of, of the Democratic Party's delegates to the National Convention who drafted a resolution condemning her. Condemning her for supporting Hillary Clinton. The only Democrat to win an election on the statewide ballot since 2008, and they're condemning her. Earlier this year, Democrats held a, a statewide reorganization meeting. To elect the, you know, to, 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 to decide who's going to be the leaders for their party going into this election cycle, the 2018 election cycle. Senator Heidi Heitkamp spoke at that meeting, and she was heckled. Talked to multiple sources who were in the room. She got booed by her own party, by the Democrats. If you want to know why North Dakota Democrats can't win elections in North Dakota, it is because they have moved left of the left. 
right? They're not in left field. They're in the left field bleachers. And it's, I, it's, it's, it's remarkable to me. I mean, I, I watch the North Dakota Democrats, and I'm, I'm crediting Heidi Heitkamp because, you know what, she, she's a lot more moderate. She's a lot more centrist than pretty much the rest of her party. The, the, the moderates, the centrists, have left the North Dakota Democratic Party. They're Republicans now, or they're independents who are mostly voting Republican. That's where we're at right now. That's why she's not putting up. The, the resistance isn't going to get any traction in North Dakota. Now, maybe it will elsewhere. Maybe it'll impact races elsewhere. But here in North Dakota, Heidi Heitkamp knows which way the wind's blowing. She gets it. I wonder, I wonder. you know, I, I, I think the next time you're reading some letter to the editor from, from one of the cranks we always see in the, the, the letters to the editor, or you see somebody going off on Facebook in one of these progressive groups on Facebook where all the North Dakota liberals get together and talk to one another, the next time you see that, just ask them, what does Heidi Heitkamp see that you're not seeing? What does she understand that you're not understanding? Because I think, I think it's pretty pr- profound. I think it's pretty significant. And I, I, I wonder also if, if it could be because there are a lot of states that are like North Dakota that went for Trump. Or should I say a lot of like key counties and swing states that went for Trump. I mean... The people that went for Trump, by and large, I don't think are going to be swayed by the quote-unquote resistance. I think Heidi Heitkamp knows that in North Dakota. And I, I, I think I think the same might be true in other parts of the country. Now, that's just my supposition, and I, I started this rant with a warning about making prognostications in the Trump era when everything seems upside down. But I think there's a level of truth there. I think Donald Trump might prove more politically resilient than anybody wants to let on. Now, whether you think that's right or wrong or horrible or good, I don't know. Depends on what you think of Trump. But I wouldn't start counting chickens before they hatch. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. This is the Rob Report on 970 WDAY. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Port here on 970 WDAY. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. I got a video up at sayanythingblog.com. Senator Heidi Heitkamp saying that the, uh, the quote-unquote resistance, the uh, sort of the progressive movement to, to other the Trump administration, to undermine the Trump administration, to delegitimize the Trump administration uh, is a waste of time. I, I just, I, th- I think it's hilarious. I, I do. Uh, Mailer says, uh, Heidi Heitkamp learned to be two-faced. That's how she got elected. She is trying to be the blue dog Democrat and suck up to both sides. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure. I You know, I, I think how honest Heitkamp is being in her comments or how, you know, when, when she sort of positions herself uh, as a as a centrist, when she postures herself on some of these issues, um, you know, to, to what extent that is authentic, 
you know, we could probably have a lengthy debate about that. Um, I would say some of it probably is and some of it probably isn't. I, I think separate from that, though, is why she's doing it. I mean, why does she, when she takes a position, someone who is, again, astute, who does, I, I, I feel in a lot of ways, understand the North Dakota electorate and, and the sort of things that they want, when she takes a position... What her motivations are, I, I think, are very interesting. And I, I think her motivations, when she sort of, you know, and, and, and let's be clear, her her saying that the, the, the quote-unquote resistance is a waste of time, I mean, this is just the latest instance in which Senator Heitkamp has sort of positioned herself, I don't want to say as a Trump ally, but as somebody who is as is friendly to Trump. Um, and I, you know, obviously it started shortly after the election when Senator Heitkamp uh, was certainly not doing much to shoot down speculation that she could become part of Trump's cabinet. And Trump himself helped out with that, inviting her to Trump Tower. Um, you know, I, I think she gave uh, an interview to the editorial board of the Grand Forks Herald not so very long ago where she sort of compared herself favorably to Donald Trump, where she said that her and Donald Trump really aren't so much, a, you know, are, are, are alike in some ways. She, I mean, these are these are positions, right? I mean, when you have somebody who is, again, is a competent campaigner, is a competent politician, I don't think Senator Heitkamp is prone to saying things that are not thoroughly considered, right? I, I, don't, I don't think she is prone to just throwing things out indiscriminately, to just saying things just to say them or just sort of speaking whatever on her mind. I think everything is very calculated, very, very thoroughly considered. And so you've got to view these positions. These are not accidents. These are not. These are things that are done for effect. And I think because she's doing them, it it speaks to something that runs contrary to just about the entirety of the messaging that we're getting from the North Dakota Democratic Party these days, which is that Trump is awful. Trump is the worst thing. Trump is Hitler. Trump, you know, everything else. It's awful. I mean, that's that's what we're getting from the North Dakota left. That's what we're getting from the North Dakota Democratic Party. Maybe maybe not the Hitler stuff specifically from the party, but you get my point. They're making Trump the issue. And I think what Senator Heitkamp is, is doing is attempting to take a position that for her is politically advantageous because she understands the electric better than her party does. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. Another emailer says, uh, perhaps she's willing to cross the aisle to get things accomplished for the people of North Dakota and not towing the party line. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I mean, there's there are certain things that, you know, obviously North Dakota has, has, has certain interests. And, and typically, Heitkamp is pretty good at, at protecting those, she sort of diverged recently with her vote on the BLM methane rule. Um, I think that maybe put a little bit of a dent in her reputation as somebody who is protective of North Dakota interests. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Heitkamp is is pragmatic. I think Heitkamp is pragmatic in a way President Barack Obama was not. I think Heitkamp is pragmatic maybe in a way... Um, uh, Bill Clinton, I think, was always a good example of, of a pragmatic politician who... Who, who could work with the other side to, to get things done, right? I mean, if you go back, I mean, Bill Clinton spent most of his time in office dealing with a Republican Congress, and there were some significant reforms 
which came out of that era, um, not the least of which, for instance, was welfare reform. Now, that happened because Clinton worked pragmatically with Republicans to get things done. That is that is very, very appealing. And, yes, I think Senator Heitkamp, I think she tries to do that. I think she also maybe tries to posture herself to do that, even when she's not really doing it. Uh, but sure, I mean that's I think that's definitely uh definitely a part of it. Seven oh one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. What do you think, Natil? Am I uh am I right or wrong in all this? I think you're on the right path. Um especially when it comes to where Democrats in general in North Dakota have have ended up. It's hard to believe that Democrats can look at Heidi Heidkamp and openly heckle her yeah. when she's speaking at an event dedicated to the Democratic Party because she has been a successful Democrat in North Dakota government. Just about the only one. And that's that's hard to come by because by and large, we are a very conservative state. That's That's just the way it is. And that's the way it's been for a very, very, very long time. It's it's our culture yeah. in large part here is that, that we're a very conservative state. But Heidi Heitkamp was able to reach across and bring the Democratic message to enough Republicans in such a way that they thought that she would do a good job representing North Dakota on a national level. Yeah. And regardless of how the most the most left wing leftists feel she is doing her job very well because her job isn't to represent the Democratic Party's needs and ideas and feelings in Washington. Her job is to represent her constituents, and her constituents right. are, by and large, conservative North Dakotans. So I, I, I think that's right. Uh, the only thing I would say, I, I'm not sure that North, North Dakota gets called a conservative state. I think we are a very Republican state throughout history, but I, I think our voters even in the not-so-distant past, have shown a willingness to, 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 to split tickets. I mean, you think, you go back to the 2000s, for instance, there were a lot of years there where you had Republicans on the statewide ballot, like Governor John Hoven, Attorney General Wayne Stengem, who were putting up very, very large Election Day victories on the same ballot that people like Kent Conrad, Byron Dorgan, and Earl Pomeroy were putting up similar victories. And that wasn't that long ago. I mean, Earl Pomeroy was in office in 2010, which I guess is seven years ago now. God, time flies. But yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, that's not really that long ago. That's what, three, four cycles ago? So, you know, it's... The thing is, I think I think Democrats in North Dakota could win. I, I mean, it's it's... Republicans give them fodder. Republicans give them openings. It's just that they're so caught up in what's going on nationally and and they're so distracted from the things North Dakotans care about. North Dakotans care about their taxes, they care about their jobs, they care about their communities, and they don't really care about a lot of the other issues that North Dakota Democrats like to concern themselves with. Well, and that, that's what oh, I Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. That's that's what I mean when I say that we're we're a conservative yeah. state is that by and large North Dakota citizens tend to care about conservative related issues. Very pragmatic. I think very pocketbook issues, right? You know, I, I want to be able to do my. I want to. I want to farm my land. I want to pump my oil. I want to. You know, I, I. I just. You know, I want to do those things. I want taxes kept relatively low, and I just mostly just want to live my life and not have the government giving me a lot of grief. 
right? I think that's sort of the, you know, is that conservative? Is that, I don't know what that is. It's populist, really, I think, more than anything else. Karen has a call about Senator Heitkamp. Go ahead, Karen. Yes. Uh, I believe what she's doing is in the National Congress, she will vote for what's best for North Dakota. It's not completely trying to please Republicans necessarily, but if it's good for the state of North Dakota, she will vote with Republicans. I think I think Heitkamp knows where she's got to position herself to win, and where she's got to position herself is almost sort of as a moderate Republican who happens to caucus with Democrats. I think that's sort of where she at. Now, I, I think some of that is genuine. I think some of it really is authentic. I think Senator Heitkamp is authentically protective of the coal industry. I think she's authentically protective of the oil industry. You know, I, I think she understands that these are very important economic drivers in our state, uh, and she doesn't want a lot of extraneous regulation bogging them down. I, I think that is very authentic. Um, but I, I think there is a degree of political calculation as well that she knows she's got to be central. But but let me let me ask you this, Karen. If, if that's the truth, well, Senator Heitkamp is, is, is posturing herself on positions on, on those issues that you talked about that are divergent from the rest of her party. I mean, if, if, if Senator Heitkamp, by sort of aligning herself with Republicans on certain key issues, is doing what's best for North Dakota, is it the reverse argument then that a lot of what Democrats stand for is not good for North Dakota? No, it's not. Uh, I'm saying that she's like me. If it's what's best for North Dakota, it's what I want. And okay. usually... I think that what the Democrats want is best for North Dakota, but sometimes what the Republicans want is best. Fair enough, Karen. I appreciate the call. 701-293-9000, We'll wrap up the show right after this. Don't go away. Well, I found her out in Baltimore. She never tried to show me the door. She said, stay with me tonight. I said, you sure you want another round? This when she doubled down. She said, this is the last dance. You better treat me right. Welcome back. Rob Report here on 970 WDAY. 701-293-9000. 888-970-9329. I was just, I was distracted there a little bit. I was, uh, I was debating with a New York Times columnist on Twitter during the oh. break. You gotta, he, you gotta he, very, he very, very stupidly posited that uh, The Field of Dreams is not the best baseball movie ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I can't let that stand. That's, that is ridiculous. I, I don't know what to say about that. I am not. I am not somebody who is prone to emotional displays. Um, there's actually a joke about it in my family. My my daughter says I'm dead inside, which is it sounds horrible, but it's it really is a joke. I, I just I don't know. I, I'm not I, I'm not an emotional person, but I I cry at the end of Field of Dreams every time I see it. I I can't help. It's it is a wonderful movie. Have you seen the movie, Natil? No. Oh. <laughs> What are you Canadian or something? No, just I, I don't know. Like my my useless mutant superpower is the ability to have not seen every apparently classic movie that everyone else has ever seen. Well, you've got to see it because like I, I've also never seen any something that just came up earlier today in the studio. I've never seen any James Bond movies. Oh, that's right. Because uh, 
one of the Bond guys died. Yeah, I've never liked. I've never liked. I've seen some of the movies, right? Mostly the Daniel Craig ones. I guess I saw some of the Pierce Brosnan ones. But. See, but but liking it or not has nothing to do with it. I've never seen any of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't see how you avoid it, though. Like, how do you not? I don't. I don't try. Like, have to. just like on a Saturday, found yourself on a couch with the remote too far away to reach, and James Bond movies on the television, and you just end up watching it. How has that just not happened to you? I don't know. I guess I spend too many of my Saturdays playing video games. Playing video games. Yeah, those damn video games. I know, keeping me from for being a lazy blob on a couch too far <laughs> yeah, away from watching James Bond. Uh, yeah, sort of uh, watching James Bond because you're too lazy to get up and get the remote, which which has literally happened to me. I, although that's that's less of a thing now in the streaming age, right? Where you know you, it's Netflix, and so it's very sort of like like you're picking. Like it's not that sort of passive thing. You're sitting on the couch and you're taking in whatever's on the TV. So I have I'm, zero time to watch something that I don't care about anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, neither do I. I. Except for that one time. It happened. It happened to me. It was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know about... Uh, I don't know about James Bond. I've I've never really saw a lot of the appeal there. Like I said, like I've seen some of it, but they just kind of seem like generic action movies to me. Like, I don't... I don't I don't get why this is such an important character, I guess. I really like, you know, action type movies though. I some of my one of my favorite movies in recent years was the the first Expendables movie. And that's yeah. that's nothing but explosions and giant guns and I loved every second of it. So so the cool thing about that is it's kind of a throwback, right, to like the sort of 80s era and, and obviously literally with a lot of the same <laughs> a lot of the same Actors. Oh, absolutely. Right? Where, where they're, they're just sort of like, you know what? This was a formula that worked. Why mess with it? Right? I mean, it's no, nobody, nobody's pretending like this is Shakespeare. Right? No, and I it mean, was nobody's... wonderfully tongue in cheek the whole right. time. I mean, you've, you've got, just you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, I'll be back. And Chuck Norris yeah. makes a Chuck Norris joke. And... Yes. It's perfect. Uh, it's, yeah, that, that is fantastic. And those old, those old movies, too, like the Die Hard movies. Are, are fantastic. I mean, they're great to this day. And so is Field of Dreams, by the way. Okay, back, back to Field of Dreams. Yeah. I visited that movie site in Iowa more than once. Dyersville, Iowa is where that's at. I stop in there every time we're through that area, which I guess is not a ton, but I've been there multiple times. It's great. That's a great movie. If you haven't seen that movie, you're, you've, you've lost out, Natil. I've, I, I need to I need to send you like a gift certificate or something so you could rent that movie and watch it because I, I don't feel like your life is going to be fulfilled unless you have that. <laughs> it's that important. It is that important. Right. I mean, it's got um, it's it's got everything. I mean, it's just it's so good. Um, there is a there is a, a character in that who's who's sort of like a J.D. Salinger character. Right. He's, he was like a very famous author and then sort of became a recluse. Um, it's played by, uh, the, the actor with the super deep voice, uh, did Darth Vader's voice. God, why, why am I not remembering his name? That is awful. Oh, now I'm gapping on it too. Oh man. Fabulous. Now, now look what you've done to me. All right. I'm Googling it. Anyway, he goes, he goes on this rant. James about, Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. God. Yeah. He, he goes on, he goes on this discussion about uh, baseball, right? And it's just, you know, baseball has marked the time. America has rolled by. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It is a classic of America cinema. It is the best baseball movie of all time. And I'll fight anybody saying otherwise. 
maybe not literally. I'm a little bit of a chicken, but it's very, very good. Jay Thomas Show, coming up next. Remember, you can always catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Baby, find out what you've been putting down.